Once again, it's our Virginia General Assembly primary preview, where we take a look at the very important Senate race in Senate District 18. It's State of the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric LaVille. We'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back. It's State of the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric LaVille. We want to thank you, as always, for joining us as we broadcast live from the campus of the Norfolk State University from WNSB, Hot 91, the soul of VA. Of course, we thank you for joining us and supporting us, and we couldn't do what we do without you. I'd like to give a special shout out to the Spartan Nation, the greatest alumni at the greatest institution in the land. Also, I'd like to thank our producer who, again, I call the hardest working man in radio, DJ Scandalous, also known as Marvin Folks, keeping us riding tight. And you can hear him every day, Monday through Friday from 2 to 6 p.m. And of course, on Saturday during the mix and of course, Sunday as he is producing our shows. You know, this is a very, uh, very important series that I love to do. Uh, and it's a series that we take a look at, our primary voting that we have here uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. You know, a, there's a very, very important election every single year here in the Commonwealth. So, some may think it's voter fatigue, but I think it's, I as a political junkie think it's great. But this particular election that we have now in 2023, as I've said before on the other shows, doing this primary preview that we do, it's extremely important because it's going to change the landscape of our General Assembly. What do I mean by that? And we're going to delve into one of the most important Senate race, Senate district races that we have. But the 2020 census, of course, every 10 years, we redraw the lines of our voting districts because population shifts in 10 years. And that's just that just doesn't happen here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, but it happens all over the country. So, of course, we know in 2020, we had an unprecedented 100 year global pandemic, which basically shut the world down and not just shutting the world down, but it also shut down um, the process that we have for the U.S. Census. So with that, instead of lines being redrawn immediately after the 2020 U.S. Census, they were redrawn afterwards, after COVID, the pandemic itself, and now the congressional districts and and legislative districts that we have that we're voting from are now the lines that are approved in 2022 for the election now in 2023. With that being said, because of the population shifts across the Commonwealth, we have districts that are redrawn. And also because voters, you being a voter, and those that are listening, approve a constitutional amendment to the Virginia Constitution, which now provides a different way in which we redraw our congressional and legislative districts. What do I mean by that? It used to be that the legislatures, legislators got together and they basically drew the lines, of course, with help from staffers and the like. And then from there, of course, it went to the court and then back to the legislature. It's signed. Is, is passed and then signed by the governor and it becomes part of what we what how we how we vote on things. Of course, you have that any challenges that you can make with that, it can be done through the court system and of course the process itself through the your elected officials. Now, to have a more open, uh, of course, in theory, a more open and citizen involved uh, process, a citizen commission was actually created. 
in that Citizens Commission. Now we have individuals who are a part of, uh, that are appointed to the commission, and then you have elected officials that are also a part of it as well. Of course, even number of Republicans and Democrats. And then it goes to the court, and the court makes the decision. And then after that, they appoint two individuals who specialize in uh, this particular process, and they draw it themselves, and the court approves it, and it's out of the hand of the commission. That's what we have today. So the lines in which we have, in which our legislators are running under, are those lines itself. So those of you that are voting, you want to take a look at who actually, what, well, first of all, what district you're actually in. And secondly, you want to take a look at who's actually running in that district. That's right. So <laughs> there will be individuals that are running that you used to vote for that you will not be able to vote for because, number one, you're not in a district anymore. Number two, they're not your representative in that district. Or number three, they have since retired or resigned. The Virginia legislature, the General Assembly, has had a record number of retirees and persons not running for re-election. I believe the number is about one-fifth to one-fourth of legislators that are retiring or resigning from their seats and not going back into public office on the state level. That's right. You have individuals who are new to the legislature, meaning under three or less terms, and you have individuals who have served in the legislature for 20 to 30 plus years that decided, you know what, I'm not going to run for, for re-election. I'm not going to continue. This is good for me. I've had a great career. And that's their, that's, that's their right to do. But when you have so many at one time, now it opens up the opportunity for new legislators, new ideas, new uh, individuals coming into the legislature to make laws and public policy for you. But it also means that you have to get to know them and who they are. And that means it's uh, because there's a lot of new individuals, a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, a lot of new ideas, still there's a process in which individuals have to go in through the legislature to learn how these laws are passed. So with that, we have one district, one Senate district. By the way, there are 40 Senate seats across the Commonwealth, 100 General Assembly seats. So 100 delegates and 40 Senate seats. So this particular Senate district, Senate District 18, is one where it pits two longtime Virginia legislators against each other. <laughs> now, according to the Virginia pilot, the new Senate District 18 has a Democratic primary that's going to put two incumbents and longtime legislators against each other who are Senator Louise Lucas, Democrat out of Portsmouth, and Senator Lionel Sproul, Democrat out of Chesapeake. Now, this particular new district uh, District 18, newly drawn, encompasses parts of Portsmouth and also parts of Chesapeake. Now, let me allow me to take a few moments to talk about the importance of these individuals. And then in the second half of the show, we'll get into their stances, their policies and what they want to do for you. But who are these individuals? First of all, Senator Louise Lucas and Senator Lionel Sproul are both Norfolk State Spartans. Uh, 
Now, as it relates to Norfolk State, Norfolk State is privileged to have six legislators that serve in the General Assembly, both in the Senate side and also in, in the House that represent them, represent us. That is a record number. First of all, we have more graduates uh, than the other HBCUs in the state legislature here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. If you, as a matter of fact, if you combine the other three HBCUs here in the Commonwealth, we still have two, one, two, about four times more than the other legislators, other schools all put together. That is tremendous. That shows you the value of the Spartan Nation. It shows you the value of you know, what we produce here. So if anyone asks you about the value of the, our institution, look no further than the state legislature and see who we have in office representing us. And many of them have been on the show, um, and we've talked with many of them, and you know who they are. Of course, Senator Louise Lucas, um, and of course, Senator Lionel Sproul, and also in, in the House. With these two individuals, these two persons are not only NSU Spartans, but they're also individuals that combine hold a half a century, over half a century, of years of public service. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of knowledge. And they also carry a lot of influence. Well-respected legislators, well-respected individuals in their communities, and just well-respected and good people. So when many people saw this particular race against these two individuals running against each other, uh, it was a collective gasp with their breath because everybody likes them. And they're very, they're great at what they do across the board. And anyone will tell you that. So it's going to be a hard decision for you as a voter to determine who you want to represent you. Because, again, just from a, um, from a global view, you know, from all sides, that's the reputation that they have. So that's not an endorsement of either. That's just how people see them. Now, one of these individuals has a lot of tenure. In the, in, the, in the legislature more than the other and is in position for a leadership role and position in the Senate if elected. And that's Senator Louise Lucas. But Senator Sproul is not too far behind. Also, this particular race would not just decide which of these two senators, these great public servants, will continue to serve in the legislature, but this race will also decide the power, the balance of power in state politics as it relates to the legislature and also as it relates to leadership in the Senate. And a lot will decide, win or lose, whoever wins this particular race. You're going to see uh, a blow to influence of African Americans uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And that, that depends, of course, upon you know, what the other person that doesn't win decide to do with their career. So these are the issues. These are the things that are at stake as we look at this particular race. So in this new Senate District 18, who are the candidates that are running? What are their issues that they will address? And how will they help to change the landscape? of politics here in Hampton Roads and also across the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's Stay of the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville, 
and you're joining us for our annual primary preview of the General Assembly Legislature. In this particular segment, we're delving into the new Senate District 18, the newly drawn Senate District 18, uh, in which we have two highly decorated um, public servants who are running against each other. And they are none other than Senator Louise Lucas and Senator Lionel Sproul, both NSU Spartans and both with long careers and decorated careers in the state legislature and public service itself. So who are these candidates? Let's take a quick look at them. According to Virginia Pilot, uh, Senator Louise Lucas is the CEO of Lucas Professional Center. And she, of course, holds a bachelor's of science degree and also a master's of arts degree and has previously held offices in Portsmouth City Council and, of course, uh, Virginia Senate District 18. Now, uh, for those of you that are saying, oh, she represents Senate District 18, uh, that is correct in that particular old Senate District 18. But, of course, she's running in the new Senate District 18, which the lines are redrawn. So I want you to definitely note that. Senator Lionel Spruill, who's a retired phone technician for Bell Atlantic, now Verizon, is a graduate of Carver High. Uh, also, he received his college college degree and is a recipient, proud recipient of an honorary doctor of laws from Norfolk State University. Now, he was elected to the uh, Chesapeake City Council in 1988 and also elected to the House of Delegates in 94 and, of course, elected to the Senate in 1996. So what are these two public servants, what are their top issues, statewide priorities, and what will they do if elected for you? Now, Virginia Pilot asked these questions. And the first is, if elected, what would be your state, your top statewide priority, and how would you get it done? Senator Lucas said that protecting and defending public education by working to defeat egregious legislation that will weaken its foundation and continue to seek ways to attract and retain teachers and increase funding for state-mandated programs. So her top priority, statewide priority, is in public education ensuring that we have the right enough teachers, ensuring that the foundations of education is not uh, abridged, and fighting back any, is, any legislation that chips away at public education. Senator Liner Spool, when asked the same question, say that his top statewide priority is to introduce a constitutional amendment to automatically restore the voting rights of non violent felons who have served their time. Now, he went on to say that for the last decade, you have both Republican and Democratic governors. They believe that once you've served your time, your right to vote should be automatically restored. However, he notes that the current administration has taken the Commonwealth back in restoring people's rights on a case-by-case basis. So Senator Spruill stated that he believes that it's too important to be decided by a governor and that the people should be able to vote whether voting on whether voting rights be restored automatically. So he's spoken with a lot of Democrats, independents, and Republicans who believe that the, the fair thing to do is to restore these rights once a person has served their time. So Senator Spruill wants to work on behalf of those that have served their time and become productive citizens of society. Senator Lucas wants to work on statewide priority, top priority itself is education 
and producing citizens uh, to be productive in society. When you take a look at both issues, both issues are very important. Right now, we have a fight against voting rights. Uh, we saw where the court, is, the U.S. Supreme Court, just last week, ruled in favor, landmark decision, where it actually agreed with the lower court in Alabama, which stated that the Republican-drawn congressional maps discriminated against or violated the Voting Rights Act, uh, the Voting Rights Law. However, it left open future challenges to the Voter Rights Law. We also see where there are attacks against funding, education, and public education itself, determining, making the determination on a, on a unilateral level as opposed to putting it in the hands of the people. So ultimately, when we take a look at the top priorities of both of these candidates, they're both very important issues, and they're going to take a, an effort across the board, not just with Democrats itself, but across the board with everyone working to protect those because voting affects all of us and education affects all of us as well. According to the Virginia pilot, they asked what was the biggest concern for constituents in their district and how they would address it. Senator Lucas stated that access to quality health care for all populations uh, was very important and she would address it by continuing to identify avenues to reduce disparities in health care outcomes, uh, continued support for Norfolk State University and Old Dominion University Schools of Public Health, also providing support to local health system programs and service to strength, strengthen access, quality health care, and supporting Medicare expansion programs, especially for the senior community. One of the, Senator Lucas wants to focus on health care, health care in the community, health care amongst senior citizens, health care across the board, and also in education. Senator Lucas, when asked the same question about his concern for constituents in his district, how he would address it, he says everywhere he goes, whether he's knocking on doors or in a community event, the biggest concern that people in his district tell him is protecting a woman's right to choose. Um, he stated with reports from Roe versus Wade, well, with Roe versus Wade gone and the Republicans chomping at the bit to make abortion illegal, he says that so many people in Virginia are afraid that their right to choose will be taken away. So he stood up to Republicans on the issue and have a 100% rating from the pro-choice Virginia. So he'll continue to fight for women to be able to choose and block each and every bill that Republicans put forth that tries to take this away. It looks as if both, both candidates are focusing on health care. Uh, health care for, as their top, as one of their top part, the biggest concern of their voters and how they would address it. Now, of course, this is centralized because their voters are different in different districts. Uh, the voters in the former district in which Senator Spruill was in and also Senator, the former district of Senator Lucas, they have diff different concerns. So this was a question of not what would be their top priority, but rather what is the biggest concern for constituents in their district and how they would address it. So you see the diversity of, of is issues, but it all centers around health care. Health care itself, when we take a look at the biggest issue that most people do have 
outside of, you know, everyday living is being healthy. Being able to, first of all, if you can't get up without pain and operate through the day, then you already have one strike against you. And it'd be extremely hard in order to um, become successful in what in your endeavors and what you're trying to do. So with that, making sure that, that the focus is on the community is one thing that's very important uh, to voters and also just to the health of our nation. Now, senators, if you want to learn more about the candidates, go to their particular websites, SenatorLouiseLucas.com. That's SenatorLouiseLucas.com. You can learn more about her and her platform for voters. And we're going to take a quick look at, at that as well in just a moment. Uh, you can also go to SproulForSenate.com. SproulForSenate.com and learn more about Senator Sproul and his issues uh, that he has for that and how he wants to champion those for the community. So let's take a very quick look at their platforms. Of course, uh, with Senator Lucas, uh, of course, she has served, of course, in the city council, and she's also served in the in the state legislature. And with that, she served as president pro tem of the Senate itself. President pro tem is a very important position. Uh, it is a very important position, not just in the Senate, but also in the General Assembly itself. She served Portsmouth and Chesapeake, according to her website, for three over three decades. And again, currently serving as President Pro Tem. Uh, she is championing a lot of legislation. Uh, she's also not just done that, but she has continued to work on behalf of constituents since being elected into the General Assembly. And when elected uh, in 1991, she served the eight, the 018 district, and she served on the some of the uh, committees such as uh, finance, Senate finance, courts and justice, education and health, and commerce and labor. She also serves on the finance subcommittee, uh, on claims, finance subcommittee on general government, and finance subcommittee on public safety and the education subcommittee on health and licensing courts of justice uh, civil subcommittee and many many others she also served on the commission of state funding for public school construction and the governor's commission on information and also technology and in 2010 she was appointed to serve in the commission on electric utility regulation where she remains a member of the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus. Senator Spruill himself is also a member of the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus, and he has issues that he's championing, is that he's, of course, has served uh, Chesapeake, Portsmouth, and also he served in uh, Norfolk as well. Uh, and with that, Senator Spruill, is one who uh, is for stronger gun control laws. He also is defending uh, women's right to choose, which, of course, we saw was one of his his constituents' top issues. He's also defending Obamacare. Uh, he stated in 2018 he helped lead the successful fight to expand Medicaid under Obamacare, planned by providing coverage to thousands of more low-income Virginians. And he's uh, 
According to his site, he's standing up against the current administration and want to roll it back. Uh, according to uh, his side, he's also protecting voting rights, supporting public education, uh, protecting clean drinking water, and also he is a voice for seniors. And finally, he is for increasing the minimum wage as well. Senator Spruill has also served on numerous committees uh, in the in the Senate and also in the General Assembly as a whole uh, during his time in, in the House as well. So with that, these particular individuals we know are oh, both are very involved, highly involved in their community across the board, uh, whether it be civic league organizations, their churches, their personal organizations, or whatever the case may be, they are hugely involved. And of course, huge supporters of Norfolk State University, their alma mater. Whatever the case may be, this is going to be a very, very difficult decision for a lot of people that like these individuals. But it's going to be a very important decision because ultimately the balance of power, political power, hangs on this district, Senate District 18. Make sure that you inform yourself. Make sure that you go out, do your research, because ultimately when you vote, we all win. Make sure you exercise your right to vote and we'll see what happens after the election. June 20th is the day. Polls are open now. You can go vote Monday through Friday, Saturday. You can go vote at the clerk of court's office. Go vote. Make sure you take a friend with you. Go vote. Whatever you do, go vote and make your voice heard. Once again, this has been a segment of State of the Water, where we bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. This has been our Virginia General Assembly primary preview for Senate District 18. Make sure you exercise your right to vote and we'll see the outcome of this race. Until next time, be good, do great, God bless. We'll see you.